1: right
0: here every day on CBS Sports Radio you know what's every day Moose and Taz be picking away talking about every sport you know that they never missing a play from the NBA to the NFL the college games they always bring in the knowledge nobody ever can try to go stop it
1: It's Taz and the Moose with you here on this uh, Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. My home is so much more than a house; it's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Taz Moose with you here on this Monday morning. You've got Pete and Mike across the way, Bogish, uh, with your updates as we take you right up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Mark Herzlich will join us uh, a little later on in the program coming your way at 8:20 a.m. Eastern time former giant and boston college linebacker Will Join us Taz as uh, uh as we kick off this hour running around the, the National Football League the week 2 that was we spent a lot of time certainly on some of the uh history some of the you know uh the great ending in Denver and Chicago yeah. Philadelphia and Atlanta last night the injuries in Pittsburgh and down in New Orleans and you know, down in South Beach, there wasn't much of a game. He didn't expect much of a game as the Patriots were an 18-and-a-half, 19-point favorite going into it. And the Miami Dolphins are just a brutal team to watch. Uh, they really are. Non-existent offensively. Yeah. And the Pats have their way. And Antonio Brown has four catches, 52 yards. I think he has eight or nine targets over the course of the game. You know, made the t- uh, travel to the team doing the warm-ups barefoot in the end zone and all. And um, And it seemed like uh, the Patriots made a concerted effort, not seemed like it was a concerted effort, to try and get Antonio Brown uh, uh, acclimated to that offense and getting him a lot of burn with that offense. And you saw it early on in that game and often uh, in that game, Taz. Uh, and that became, became a laugh or late with all the defensive touchdowns for the
2: Pats. Oh, first play of the game for the Patriots. They, I, I watched it. They went right to Brown. They they set the tone right away with Antonio Brown. They showed you right away. Uh, and, and they... they You could see that they wanted to have, you know, Brady and Antonio Brown not just set a tone as as a unit, but try to build some chemistry. It wasn't there the whole game. You know, there were definitely some missed throws by Brady where he didn't know where Brown was going to be and stuff like that. So it's scary to see that that'll be fixed, that this this guy just got there, I believe, Antonio Brown, like Monday, whatever it was, last Monday, and he's on the field starting and playing and uh, producing. I understand it's the Dolphins, and they're horrible. The Dolphins are—you just said it—and it, I don't know. There's not enough adjectives to say how bad of a football team they are, and and it seems like a lot of guys are quitting on that team, which is sad. Um, but you know, we knew we knew it seemed to be like a scrimmage for the Patriots, and they they blew them out, forty-three nothing.
1: Yeah, they they did. Um, Jamie Collins with the touchdown um, as well off a of deflection. Um, as the as you saw Rosen in that game in the second half, Taz replacing. Uh, uh Ryan Fitzpatrick at the quarterback spot. I would expect more of this from the, the Miami Dolphins as well. They go into Dallas next week to take on the Cowboys. I would imagine the Cowboys are gonna embarrass them as well. Uh they're pretty bad they're probably one of the through the first two weeks, Taz, um they're probably one of the worst NFL teams I've seen in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. Tough um, dog, get that and, one. <laughs> and and I don't see it getting any better. And for the Pats here, uh Taz, uh you look at that offense with Brown and with Gordon and with Edelman, uh, with what they have offensively, and Michelle and White and Rex Burkhead, Brady obviously, offensive line. We know how good their offensive line coach is, and the defense is really good as well. I mean, it, it you know, the Patriots are once again front runners in the in the AFC. Uh and it's amazing how three months ago you look at it, we we're talking about no Gronkowski, you've got Edelman. You've got other unproven wide receivers. In the span of three months, they get Gordon back from his suspension um, and his indefinite suspension for violating the substance abuse program in the National Football League. And then they acquire and sign Antonio Brown in free agency after everything that transpired with him and the Oakland Raiders. So they had two guys that can completely, if they are able to stay on the football field, and they don't bring the drama, and Gordon is able to have his life in order. They add two guys to an offense, Taz, that could
2: completely change an offense. It's amazing what they can do. <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. I I watched them a lot, you know. And yesterday, yesterday I did watch it yep. a lot of this game. And I don't normally watch Patriot games, but I, you know, I did. I just not just because of Brown. I wanted to see all the things you just said and stuff we've talked about here for the past week or so. And you know, the the ball that the. the Brady, the distribution of the ball to all to the points you're making, all the different players, uh, for Metalman to Brown, Lacoste, all these guys, Dorset, Burkhead, even you know, out of the backfield, like, um, uh, Gordon. Gordon wasn't too active. He's on my fantasy team. I wish he was more, I wish they had him involved more. There were a couple of players, I think, in the third or fourth quarter, they were trying to get him involved more. And you could see Brady was forcing the ball to him in a positive way, and he made a couple of good catches, but, um, I think that'll change. I, they have so much weaponry as you said, man. It's like they can they can just each week say, Okay, look, defenses are gonna tee off on yep. Antonio Brown. All right, let's focus on Edelman. All right, you know what, they will focus on Edelman and then Brown. Let's let's get the ball to, you know, Lacoste and uh and 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 what's, what do you call it? Uh uh Gordon, you know? It's it's scary. It's scary. And Brady his his accuracy is great. It was I, I think he said his numbers, he was twenty or 28, twenty eight, twenty sixty four yards, no interceptions, two touchdowns. You know, he's you know, he's on point. And, and they had, no, no, what's scary too is that Sony, uh, Sony Michelle involved with the run game a lot more yesterday. He had 85 yards rushing where the week prior he wasn't involved too much. So now you got a, a steady run game with him and Burkhead. I mean, they just balance offensively. It's just. Oh, they're great! <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: they—they are—they uh, are a great team to watch. Taz, uh, they really are. Um, and you saw that yesterday down in Miami. How about your Buffalo Bills going into uh, MetLife Stadium and knocking off the Giants and, you know, hand it to them. Uh, you know, you, you see the Giants, their lack of use of Saquon Barkley at times, and certainly you saw the inefficiency and the deficiencies of that offense, defense, certainly for the Giants. Uh a cause for concern. Not gonna be able to get to the quarterback. They did have three sacks of uh of Josh Allen yesterday.
2: Uh but the the coverage breakdowns once again and your Buffalo Bills are two and zero. Yeah, they look good. I gotta say, I'm not getting too cocky, trust me, but they look good. Josh uh Josh Allen looks much more comfortable. Um, you know, he he threw for a little bit a little bit north of two hundred and fifty yards yesterday and, and he protected the football, which was nice. Frank Gore ran the ball well. A singletary ran the ball well, too. Got a little bit of a hamstring issue. He got hurt, not too bad, so we'll see. I don't know what his status is, to be honest with you. You know I really enjoyed watching, and I was so happy when they got it from the Cowboys, was Beasley, Cole Beasley, and they really incorporated him to the Bills, did the offense heavily, along with Brown. So I was happy to see that, because I had a feeling Cole Beasley, I always respected the type of player he is, and I'm so happy he's on the Bills. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, very early in the game, maybe the first series, I think it was, with Barkley, to your point, you know, running the ball, and and he's just he's just a freak of nature, Barkley. You know, they just didn't they didn't get. I mean, I know he ran over for 100, over a hundred yards. Don't get me wrong, but it felt like they didn't utilize him enough in that first half. I will give you this on the Giants, even though they lost the game twenty eight to fourteen. The Giants moved. They made they made some adjustments big time and at halftime, and they shut out the Bills in the third quarter. Bills couldn't do nothing. I was panicking. I'm like, oh, God, we had a great first half, and now they figured out Josh Allen. They figured everything out here. Defensively, they made some legitimate uh, adju- adjustments, but it wasn't enough, and the Bills ended up scoring in the fourth quarter, you know, again. So um, won the game, like I said, 2014. 14 But Manning, you know, listen, um, it's just Mike and I were talking before the show. Mike's, a, you know, as you know, he's a giant fan. I'm a Bills fan. And, Mike, I don't want to take words out of me. you. were saying about when you watch a young player like a Josh Allen, then you watch an Eli Manning, the difference, right? I mean, yeah, you could just see, you, the, you could see the difference a fan, when a yeah. play
1: broke down and Eli Manning, the Giants were screwed with Allen. He was able to move around a little bit, right. buy some time, and then find Cole Beasley every Correct. third day. Correct.
2: That's how yeah. it felt, you know? So, um, you know, I, didn't, I don't want to sit here and say I thought Eli Manning looked horrendous. I don't think he looked horrendous, he looks good enough. You know what I mean, then he, you know, he looks, yeah, I, up, I don't so think
1: it's... this is an I mean, if you're, I don't think this is an Eli problem, man. I mean, I think he's going to be out of the, you know, I, I think you're going to see Daniel Jones in, in the not so distant future, but
2: Do you remember my prediction?
1: Uh, was it week three?
2: I don't know. Let me just though. finish my yeah. point here for yeah. a second.
1: Yeah. Uh, but uh, the point being here is that, um, you look at the Giants, they've got bigger issues than just the quarterback. Uh, the defense, you've got guys in defensive breakdowns with the Giants in that secondary in which they're letting guys run through um, in Betcher's system that should not be running through. Um, and guys are wanting wide open as well. and And that's a problem. You saw that week one down in Dallas. Uh, you saw that once again yesterday against the Buffalo Bills. And and that's a problem for that defense. Maybe it's a case where they've got to simplify that defense a little bit. Uh, you saw a little bit more burn, certainly, from Saquon Barkley at 18 carries, 11 week one, and over 20 touches, less than 20 week one. And that's a positive. Uh, offensive line, I thought, for the Giants held their own. But yeah, I, I mean the the giant season's getting away from them at Owen two, and yeah, I I think you'll see Daniel Jones in here uh, sooner rather than later. But I don't think all of a sudden he is going to equate to the Giants having a successful year either. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: Uh, hey, what just, about what was the, the prediction about Jones? Uh, I, was, I, I don't. I think it was week four or five. I don't remember when I said it. I I, I thought you did, but I, I was quasi joking. That's not important. The thing is that if you go to Jones, you know, I do think. So he's obviously your future you know and and he's shown a lot of good stuff in preseason there's a lot of good reports out of him as you know at, at a camp so what the hell I mean if you're you know you're, if, if yeah, you yeah Bill to this kid you're sitting right now 0 and two you know what I mean not that the season's over I'm not saying that but still I mean Well, the Giants aren't going anywhere right no, I, I mean uh, I know. you know I, I know you don't want to
1: bury anybody I mean I'll bury him I mean the, the Giants aren't going anywhere this year uh, they you know they are uh, they're a ba- they're not a good football team um and defensively uh, leaves you a lot wanting as well. And they're not effective enough offensively, Taz. That's the other issue. You can't, if you're going to be a bad defense, then you've got to be a really explosive, high-scoring offense to help alleviate and put stress off that defense. And they just don't do it. Um, and and defensively, you look at Buffalo. They're they're a good, solid defensive team. You love their front seven, front four. You know, Allen, when he needs to make throws, can can take a hit, deliver the football. They're good enough offensively. I wouldn't say they're a great offensive team, Defense is very, very good, and and they've shown it for you the past couple of weeks, especially in that second half against the Jets.
2: Well, yeah, the defense is is really good in my opinion, and you know, and they got a kid that we talked about about a lot when he came out as a rookie out of Houston, Ed Oliver, mm. as a defensive tackle there, who's just playing great. Uh, Harrison Phillips, also a kid who played in the league now two or three years out of Stanford, playing really well. And Lorenzo Alexander, a veteran. I feel like this guy's been playing for twenty years. He's doing great. And one of my favorite linebackers in the game, not just because he's a Bill, but he's underrated. And that's Matt Milano, um, who's a tremendous linebacker. And their D backs are just great. They just they will pop you. Micah Hyde, uh, Tre'Davious White. These guys will pour you. These guys will nail you. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of our defense, of the of the Bills defense for sure. So. But we'll see. You know, it's the, you know to they, they, they go into in, into New Jersey there and beat the Jets and the Giants back to back is nice for the Bills. I'm happy to see that as a former Jet fan, and now we get to go home. And uh, and they're tough at home, the Bills. So uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. It's the NFL. Every week is is like a <laughs> it's like a Super Bowl. Every week tough, you know. So very good. tough. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Never know. Yeah, just... uh,
1: to Lambeau Field we go next. Taz, how about the Packers? Uh, hold on against the Minnesota Vikings, twenty-one sixteen, in which they jump out on top early. Um, and you thought they were going to run away and hide. Minnesota Vikings defense, which was great week one mm-hmm. at home against the Atlanta Falcons. They look lost um in uh they looked lost early in this game, in which uh you know, they trail early in this game twenty one nothing. It's twenty one ten at the half. And then you see the um you honestly see a kind of a change. That Vikings defense had adjusted to what Green Bay Packers were doing offensively. They kind of gained control and the Minnesota Vikings had so many opportunities yeah. to win this football game, Taz. One after the other after the other, and it's going to haunt them once again. I know. I know. You know, Bailey, uh, you know, you have, you, have uh, you know, Bailey missing field goals, missing extra points. Uh, you know, you had a bogus pass interference, offensive pass interference yep. that was called, uh, which drew the ire of the Vikings. Um, uh, and then late in the game, Kirk Cousins, you know, who has, who is so you know, they've got a first and goal opportunity, Taz. He's scrambling out to the right. And he throws it into the end zone into double coverage, trying to hit Stefan Diggs, gets picked off by King, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. What are you doing if you're Kirk Cousins making uh, that throw? I don't know
2: what he was doing. I, you're right. That's
0: and
1: like I, a fourth down and goal throw, yeah. is it not? That's, yes, a, fourth it That's, That's a fourth and I goal. That's I need yeah. a I need a miracle. I've got nowhere else to go. What are you
2: doing? Throw that ball away. You've got you still got three more downs there. I know. And how about Delvin? Five Cook? and a half minutes to go! You got one of the better running backs in the NFL and Cook who ran over 150 yards yesterday. Okay, this guy, and, and you can't, you can't, I know you're on the road, and I know it's tough in Lambeau. You gotta be, you, you can't utilize him even more or get more out and squeeze out a victory here. It's tough. It's tough to swallow if you're a Vikings fan, because you're right, they did have several opportunities to win the game. You know, I heard uh, from texting, uh during the game was Robbie, uh, big uh, big Robbie. Big Robbie oh, he did, yeah, yeah. It was about this. He was very upset. I'm sure he was. He's like, this sucks. You know. And then it was rapid text. We should have won. I'm, I'm like, bro, I'm locked into something else tonight, right now. He's bothering me. Like after the game, like, I, like you know, he's, he's 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 venting to me. Like I got my own problems. I know my Bills won. And then like after all these misery texts about the Vikings losing, he's like, congrats on the Bills. There you go. That's it. And that was it. He was gone after that.
1: Well, if you look at the Vikings, they had 421 total yards. They outgained Green Bay. Yeah. Um, you know, they weren't great on third down efficiency, but they, you know, Cousins threw for more yards. They had 100, nearly 200 yards rushing on the ground. You brought up Dalvin Cook and the job that he, the job that he did. Aaron Jones had a nice game on the ground as well for the Green Bay Packers, Taz. But like we mentioned earlier, it wasn't a quintessential Packers performance. You did see LaFleur and Rodgers get a little heated or spirited in conversation on mm, the sideline yeah. at times. I think Rodgers was a little bit frustrated about what they were doing offensively and how stagnant they looked after the opening quarter and a half, I would mm. say. For the rest of the game, they did next to nothing, but here's the difference with the Packers this year, Taz, they were able to make some plays defensively. It wasn't the prettiest thing. Mm, they but yeah. they put themselves in a position with what they did in free agency. And in the draft as well, to be able to have a defense that might be able to make a play or two to save a win for you. And that's exactly what they did yesterday. Now, the Minnesota Vikings helped them out because they played a sloppy game. But could we, would this Green Bay team in 2018, would that Green Bay team in 18, that defense in 18, win this game that they won yesterday? I tell you, they wouldn't.
2: Yeah, probably not. No, no, I'm with you. I agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, look. To, look too. Lambo's a tough place to play. I, it I, is. It's, yeah, it's a tough place. And that and these two teams, they've always knuckled up pretty good for for decades. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if I'm a Viking fan right now, I mean, you're sitting one on one. I, I wouldn't like panic right now. I'm I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. I know you're not either. You know, I'm not I'm not sitting there. 14 of
1: 32 Taz for yeah.
2: 230 yards, a touchdown and two picks, and yeah. also lost a fumble. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is, and yeah. you lose the game by five. Well, they got a winnable game coming up. They got Oakland at home. I mean, yeah, they can win that
1: game, Taz. But these are games you want to kind of win and build upon on the road. road. Especially, it's frustrating when you have every opportunity to win that game. They had every opportunity to win that game. Uh, That last Cousins interception,
2: horrible. It's a good opportunity to circle back and talk about the Bills real quick before we go to break. Winning two on the road. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yes, we did. Back to Against the Giants (laughs) and the Jets. Yes, yes, Stayed in the same hotel rooms. You know that? The guys, the guys, yeah, I heard. The guys stayed in the same hotel rooms. They kept all their stuff there. No joke. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's how it rolls. That's how you do it. They went home for a couple
1: days and just kept the rooms there. They
2: kept the rooms there, kept all their stuff there. Yep. Nice. Yes, it's like it's like home for them. They just they dominate. They're the only real New York team anyway, even though they're playing in Jersey. Well, that's but what Allen had to say. He's right. You and your, you I and can your go on and on about that. I had a hot take on Twitter about that. Everything
1: um, on and on. We'll head to Cincinnati. We'll talk a little 49ers and Bengals. We'll certainly touch upon what San Francisco's been able to do the first couple weeks as we continue our journey around the National Football League. It's Taz and Moose. On this Monday morning, CBS Sports
0: Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. It's
1: Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Football season's back and there's no sweeter way to celebrate than by adding Snickers and Skittles the official candy sponsors of the NFL to your game day spread we we'll right. get into uh, yeah. other matchups: San yeah. Diego or Los Angeles. Is today. The Chargers out in Detroit losing to the Lions in a heartbreaking fashion as well. Yes, okay, yes.
2: De- definitely tough. Definitely tough. Uh, let's go out to uh, where we're we going here. We're going out somewhere. We're going oh, San Diego. Yes. Huh? You mentioned it. We're going to talk to Enrique. Listen to 97.3 FM. Hey, Enrique, you're on with Taz the Moose. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? I love the show, and I want to thank you guys. Every Monday, I drive from San Diego to L.A., and I'd love to have you guys on the radio. Oh, thank you, you
1: Enrique.
2: Bring, you guys bring the heat, man. I love it. Just like uh, Taz used to bring the heat back at ECW with Bill Alfonso. Great, great, great. <laughs> Thanks, Enrique. I, I ask, appreciate it. What's up, man? I want to get your guys' opinion. You know, what was up with that whole Detroit-San Diego game? I was watching it, and I'm just sitting back going, are these two good defenses and just kind of horrible offenses or just really horrible early season football teams, you know what I mean, that are probably going to play their way into shape. I couldn't believe it. The field goal kickers, the field goal kicking was atrocious. You would have thought they had, like, junior college kicker tryouts there. Matt Prater, who's normally reliable, couldn't really do much. And then the Chargers' uh, backup kicker was just, oh, god-awful. What do you guys think about that?
1: Well, I mean – If you – Prater was terrible, um, you know, and you had some poor decisions, and and that's a game that the Chargers are going to look back on that they should have won. I mean, it is – they had at times, I thought – Even though though Detroit had played well in the first half, and some would argue the Lions had outplayed them, uh, Chargers had taken those hits. You saw some poor decision-making by Stafford, and then you saw some, I would say – Uh, Some bad football, sloppy football, kind of indicative of what the Chargers have been under Phillip Rivers. It's just not all of his fault where, you know, they're tantalizingly talented, but they also fall short in spots. I mean, that last interception that he threw uh, was a bad decision into the end zone, picked off by the Lions, which kind of sealed the uh, fate of the Los Angeles Chargers, but... That's a game as it got going that I thought the Chargers, they couldn't finish off drives. The field goal kicker was terrible. The field goal kicker for the Lions was terrible, and Prater as well. Uh, But I look back on it, and that's one I think the Chargers let slip through their fingers.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Even when you're on the road, I mean, you know, it's tough to win on the road. The NFL, we were talking about that in the last segment. But, you know, Chargers had an opportunity to do that out in Detroit and couldn't get it done. And, um, you know, when they had Eckler score over the top, old-school Jumping Jones over the uh, on the goal line that you know, I don't see that much anymore. It was cool to see that, and he got me some points. I like Eckler. I got him on the fantasy team, but uh, in the Taz, it was fantasy draft. But he played pretty good. But but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it, you know, you gotta you gotta try and finish. You gotta try and finish. And, and Lions uh, scored a late touchdown, in the fourth quarter there. You know that 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 more or less put the put the game. Uh, well, you got a fumble rest. at the
1: goal line. Right. where you, you were going in. Uh, I mean that that's another one where you look at it from a, a Charger perspective, where they have control of that game. Eckler to fumble there. Um, you know, and then you get the inter- so you can't have that, and and that negated the two Stafford interceptions that you saw over the course of that game. But uh, the Chargers are going in to take complete command of that game late. Um, when you get that fumble at the goal line, and that kind of changed the complexion of everything. And even with all that being said, Taz, they still had an opportunity to kind of win this game late, and then you get the late Rivers interception, which sealed their fate. So That's it. Uh, they're 1-1. One one. The Lions are now 1-0-1 after their opening week tie out there in Arizona. Wow. Um. Look who's here, Bogus, Andrew Bogus. what's going on? Shall yeah,
2: I came foul? back. Yes, good, good morning. to see you, buddy. I have good morning. to. Good morning. Good
0: morning. Moose, good morning. So first, they beat the team Taz used to like. And his current faves beat the other New York team that plays in New Jersey.
2: First down, Buffalo. Here's a little toss to Isaiah McKenzie on the run on the jet sweep left side inside the ten in the five corner of the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! Isaiah McKenzie from 14 yards out runs into the end zone for the Buffalo touchdown.
0: That's John Murphy on Bills Radio. Josh Allen added a score with his legs in a 28-14 decision over the Giants. The Bills are two and zero. For the first time in five seasons, mm, congrats mm, to you and the nation.
2: Ted. Well, we take it. Yeah, we take it. This is uh, basically, uh, I can go on here. Um, this is a big moment for us. Uh, we're going to run with it. We're not going to make a big deal out of anything. Mm-mm. A lot of people saying, "Ah, you know what, buddy, once you guys play the Pats, you're going to get your ass whooped. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, but right now, we're not playing the Pats. So the way I look at it, we just got a big victory, two victories, right there in East Rutherford. So uh, as a... Uh, as a Bills fan and a proud member of the Bills Mafia, I'm, I'm very I'm very proud of the guys. Yeah. I really am. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> As the board operator is a Jet fan. Yeah. That's part of the problem. With Keith the really didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pete, did you watch the whole, uh, the whole uh, Jet game last week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I> <laughs> <remember that. laughs> well said. Exactly.
0: <laughs> also 2 0 this morning are the 49ers, 41 17 winners in Cincinnati. Three TD passes for Jimmy Garoppolo, three as well for Dak Prescott, as Dallas won in Washington 31 21. Drew Brees has reportedly already seen a hand specialist in LA for the right thumb injury suffered in a 27 9 loss at the Rams. Breeze said to be dealing with a ligament injury, will likely miss some time. More info expected from the Saints later today. And Ben Roethlisberger hurt his right elbow in the Steelers' 28-26 home loss to Seattle. The Colts got by the Titans 19-17 on T.Y. Hilton's TD catch with 4.38 to go. The Texans stopped the Jaguars' two-point conversion with 30 seconds left to win 13-12. The Vikings fell at Lambeau 21-16, And the Bears won in Denver because they've apparently found a kicker. Good placement. Boot by Eddie Pinheiro. Kick to the uprights. And the kick is good for the win. Pinheiro with a narrow kick to send Denver down as time expires. Nice. Oh, wow. easy, John Sterling. Easy, Chef uh, yeah. Jeff Choniak wow. on Bears uh, Radio. Choniak. A, f- f- a 53-yard winner, 16-14 the final at mile high. In primetime last night, the Falcons got by the Eagles 24-20. Alshon, excuse me, uh, uh, Julio Jones, a 54-yard catch and run. Go-ahead points. 2.10 left. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson missed most of that game with injuries for the Eagles. Matthews I, had a great block on it. I so. heard about that. Yeah. Yes, Jake Matthews. Uh, the Cubs, holders of the second wild well, card. Dad,
2: Bruce, is like, enough. Yeah, I know. Like, this guy don't stop. <laughs> I don't even, even like him that geez. much. <laughs> just got traded. And he's my son. <laughs> you make that block an open space. And so boom! Side, it's, yes. Oh, there it's it is on TV. Do. He's laying on it, so, dude. Yeah. I've, done, I've been in that position when I've played games. Being laid ago. on by no, Matthews? No, no, no. I can promise you that. No, not that. But that block in open space we just watched there on television, that is something of epic stuff mm. right there. It's hard. I know Moose, you're making little sarcastic tones, <laughs> but I'm telling you right now. No, I, I you, understand. No, you're being disingenuous. You're going well, you eh, just heard it already. Uh. I've heard it. Well, before. maybe for the listening audience that just joining on Taz and Moose, maybe they want to hear some hot takes, Andrew. Instead of Andrew I, saying, I "They had it before." Okay, Andrew. You know, I'm a little sick of you. Okay, a little. To be honest. <laughs> You're getting on my nerves. Great <laughs> job <laughs> by Jake I'm led with the you're Bills. Done? You're
0: done. Am I done? No, no I'll be I'm here till 9 a.m. Eastern. Bogus. Oh,
2: okay. Bogus,
0: you're done. I could be It's up to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, finish up the
1: baseball. <laughs> the What's Cubs the problem? Won. Why can't I
2: have a little conversation with Andrew Bogus? Why are you thought him out already?
1: He's in a no, he's again? Got, yeah, we got some other stuff to get oh, to. Oh, all right. All right, right. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. The
0: uh, Cubs my bad. beat the oh, Pirates. God. In the afternoon, 16-6, but first baseman Anthony Rizzo hurt his right ankle. X-rays showed no fracture and MRI today. The victory keeps the Cubs one game clear of the Brewers for that second, and a wild card Milwaukee won in St. Louis, 7-6. The Mets lost at night to the Dodgers, 3-2, so they are four games behind the Cubs. And Cal and Arizona State now in the AP College Football Top 25. That gives the Pac-12 six ranked teams for the first time since November 2015. Now I'm done. All right. Thank, thank you Andrew. for the time. Chat
1: with you next hour. Um,
2: how, about the, talking to you, buddy. how about Take the care.
1: Texans and Jaguars yesterday? Did you have an issue with Doug Marone and the Jaguars? Game uh, down one. You score a touchdown. 30 seconds left in regulation on the road. A uh, backup quarterback in, we know. Full's done. <clears throat> you survived in a nasty, hard-hitting game. Yeah. Do um, you have an issue with going for two there instead of kicking the extra point, forcing the tie and going overtime?
2: I think. I think in this day and age, man, I think you got to kick the extra point. What about you? No, I thought on the road. I thought it was yeah, the right you call. Think so I
1: thought. I, I thought on the road. I, I did think it was the the right call. Now the one thing that they've got to fix down in Houston is I need a camera angle down the line. Uh, you know, you cannot, you cannot in today's day and age of NFL replay, you cannot have uh, your goal line camera be off even by a smidge, mm. especially, Taz, if I'm going to the replay system to review this, to where it's a little bit of an angle as compared to other end zones. That's something down in Houston. I don't know. Maybe they can't correct it because of the stadium and the way it's configured. Mm. I, I don't know. But th- they've got to do their darndest to try and correct that and change that because, you know, you could not clearly tell on the play, uh, you know, when you get the initial stop of Fournette on the two-point conversion and then he's not down, knee not down, and then you get the late surge and then he gets pushed back. Right. It appears that maybe the ball had touched the goal line. It appears, right? Maybe. Now, it's not definitive, so the play was called one way on the field. If it's not definitive, you can't overturn it. However, you learn as that replay is going on as well, the camera angle you're watching is not right down the line line, either. It's a little bit of an angle, which adjusts your viewing as well. Mm. Taz, how in 2019, how in every NFL stadium, how do you not have a camera right down each and every goal line with the mu- much of the emphasis that we're having on replay, how is it even a smidge off? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I, it makes no sense. I don't, I don't know. I don't Does know that make any answer. sense no, It doesn't make sense what they have going on down there. Now, it helped in Houston, Houston out. They don't care. Right, but, I right, mean, right. No, you're right. right. But That's doesn't true. that need to be changed yeah. moving forward I, here? I definitely think so. I mean, they, they should look into changing for sure. Side note uh, about the Jags. How about the kid Minshew? Okay, the kid goes 23 or 33. Two hundred thirteen yards, protects the football. I thought he played pretty good, Moose. I thought he uh, played good. good. He's clearly
1: got a relationship with the kid Shark. Right, uh, right. Yes, who, true. Who, you know, was you know practice squad, you know, second team reps and everything like that. He
2: C-H-A-R-K, went ARK for those wondering. Not Correct. Shark, Correct. Sp- Char- shark. 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 Yeah, it's kind of yeah. strange. Uh, like shark.
1: But you're, uh, but yeah, he threw the five yard touchdown pass to him yeah. with thirty seconds to go. Yeah, he didn't. He it's didn't implode. I, he did not. Um, he did not. I thought he played. I thought he played pretty well. But Taz now. The Jaguars are 0 2. I'm staring at the abyss. And I think there are probably some, I think it's an interesting debate. I I think if you are the home team, and I think you got to read the vibe of of what you're, what, what, you know, kind of the play right there. (laughs) You know, you listen, I believe it was Marone after the game felt like he thought that Houston defense was taxed and a little tired and back on their heels and thought maybe at that time they could catch them and hit that two point conversion, Taz to take the lead at that stage. I mean, I can understand playing for the tie, but they decide to go for the win, which is a gutsy move and a gutsy decision by Doug Marone at that time. Um, And they obviously get stopped with Leonard Fournette on the second effort.
2: Speaking of Marone, I don't don't know the details, but maybe you do. I haven't read it, and I didn't watch the whole game. I watched some of it. Ramsey and him, I saw a clip of it. He would not
1: comment on it.
2: Oh, he wouldn't comment. Well, he said, I I forget what the
1: conversation was about which is which is a lie. Right, right. right, right. I mean, <laughs> which is not said after hey, the he, game. That's what he actually said. But yeah, it, he I'm, said he
2: didn't that's are uh, your paraphrasing was, I'm what
1: paraphrasing. You, in essence, he basically said he didn't remember oh, what, you know what the remembers. conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, of course he yeah, does, yeah, but yeah. he's yeah. not going to add more fuel to it. I mean, he, yeah. if 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 Ramsey's not going to say it and he's not going to say it, I I you know, unless somebody over here in the conversation is going to tell a reporter, but you know, he's not going to get into it and add more fuel to the fire after the game, Taz. That's that's not going to happen either. So let's,
2: let's take a listen. We have Marone right yeah. here. Let's take a listen here.
1: Um, I, there's a lot of motion in the game. I'm sure. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't recall.
2: Moose, no, you're right. Yeah, that's. uh Yeah.
1: yeah he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't want to add wash. anything to it. Yeah, but yeah, the Jaguars know. now 0 2, Taz. He would have meant you playing pretty well yesterday down in Houston. And the Texans, as they were described after the game. Uh, As they said, they were desperate for a win. A heartbreaking opening week loss down in New Orleans against the Saints. They needed the victory. I think their, their veteran corner, Joseph, talked about it after the game. They need to find a way to win the football game. And even, was the, even though it wasn't the prettiest of things, Taz, they did. You yeah. know what was pretty yesterday? How Football about Street. the 49ers and Garoppolo?
2: Oh, he played really good. Yeah, and I'll eat a little crow. Yeah. Uh, because I poked
1: fun at Garoppolo throwing all those interceptions <laughs> during did. the course of the preseason, Taz. Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. maybe you'd be a little bit concerned. I'll tell you, Garoppolo is throwing seeds first two weeks. Now, I know it's it's the Bucks and it's the Bengals. Right, uh, But the Bengals played pretty well opening week on the road in Seattle. Uh, but the 49ers yesterday go into Cincinnati. They embarrass the Bengals. And Garoppolo's played well the first couple weeks.
2: He really has. I mean, Jimmy G, handsome man Jones, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns, one INT. Jimmy G looking good, and the Bengals get a big-time Pounding on the uh, on the Bengals, forty-one to seventeen. Yeah, yeah Joe
1: Mixon doesn't do much offensively on the road, too. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The road yeah. in Cincinnati. They don't do much. Garoppolo, as you mentioned, two ninety-seven and three touchdowns. Spread the football around. You know, Breda had one hundred and twenty-one yards rushing on the ground. Moorstead had eighty-three on the ground. But you look at it: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different receivers. Debo Samuel, Taz, who was a huge star at South Carolina. Yeah, I know And was yep, their yep. second-round draft choice yep. coming out of South Carolina. had Five catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown. And that's a guy not to forget about. George Kittle, yep. who was a huge star at tight end yep. and last year, three catches for 54 yards. But that Debo Samuel, they Good have player. high expectations for him out there in San Fran. He's
2: legit. Yeah, he's legit. I remember him very well in college. Um, and you, you mentioned Mixon a, a second ago. He had 17 yards rushing, no touchdowns. At eleven attempts, so uh one is was something on him. There's I don't know if he's injured or bad. had An ankle he had injury, an ankle. Yeah, yeah. So I, right. know I suffered saw uh, so suffered much information an... coming in. It's like insane. No, yeah. He had a,
1: he had an ankle injury after week one. He was questionable all week long. He practiced on Friday, so he's good to go on su- on Sunday. But once that became once that game Taz becomes twenty four ten San Francisco, you're not really grinding it out with Joe Mixon. And even <laughs> if they could, they yeah. couldn't because all they had was. Tw- They had 19 carries for 25 yards as a team. Jeez, man. Think about that. Horrible. uh, You want to look at comparison, who's winning at the point of attack? Cincinnati, 19 carries, 25 yards as a team. The 49ers, 42 carries as a team, 259
2: yards. The, The 49ers had 27 first downs, and the Bengals had 14. I mean, the amount of, they just scored 40 points first quarter, 10 points second quarter, 10 points. uh, The Niners were scoring left and right. Total domination.
1: Total domination. We'll come back. We'll talk about Dak and the Cowboys, Taz. They might not have started well early, but they finished strong against the god awful Washington Redskins. Um, And some of the replays that we saw yesterday as well. It's Taz and the Moose on a busy Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio toll-free line, 855-212-4227, brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And football season is certainly uh, back. And Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader. First, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs open their 2019 home schedule against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Then, well, yeah, maybe Drew Brees and the Saints head to Seattle for a late afternoon showdown with the Seahawks. A full day of football starts with JB and the guys on the NFL today on CBS. We'll find out about the health or... The significance of that thumb injury on his right hand, throwing hand, uh, for Drew Brees. He's meeting with a hand specialist out Los Angeles. the team flew back home to New Orleans, Taz, after their loss yesterday out Los Angeles. You know, when you find out whether or not, you know, you watch young signal callers and young quarterbacks and whether or not a staff or a head coach or an offensive coordinator um, really trust that young quarterback to throw the football, um... You know a situation yesterday in the Ravens and, and Cardinals game, twenty three seventeen, yeah, third and long, late in the game. I would say about the two forty mark of the fourth quarter. Baltimore has it in Arizona territory, about I would say about the forty five or forty eight yard line, something of that nature. Now you're saying the the you know at that stage you know you run the football, use the time and what have you. Um, they decide at that stage uh, to throw it. And Lamar Jackson hits Hollywood Brown uh, down the right sideline and over the shoulder, a beautiful throw by Lamar Jackson, first down. And the Baltimore Ravens from that point forward were able to run the ball out or run the clock out um, after yet another first down run by uh, Mark Ingram to close the game out, that's when you—that's when you really, I think, when you find out whether or not you truly trust the quarterback. In that scenario, test how many times you see teams in third and long run the ball there, and you know the Baltimore yeah. Ravens played to win it. We're going to end it with our offense, uh, and and Lamar Jackson delivered there, and I'll tell you. Uh, I am, I'm eating a lot of, go I, I did not think Lamar Jackson could throw it as well as he has the first couple weeks we've watched him. He threw the ball, bo- he threw the ball very well yesterday against Arizona at home down in Baltimore. Um, and, um, and he threw for well over 200 yards. He ran for over a hundred yards on the ground as well. Uh, he is developing into a
2: young star for the Ravens. Yeah, it's time to believe. If you didn't believe in Lamar Jackson, you gotta. I mean, he's he's, uh, you know, he he's he's showing you why you got to believe. He, he he's a little shy of throwing uh three hundred. He threw for two hundred seventy-two yards to be exact. So, you know, and he protected the ball, man. No interceptions, and and he ran like you said, moves for over a hundred yards, like hundred twenty yards. It looks like. So, you know, he is real. He is real. You know, back-to-back weeks playing great. He obviously is has worked on his uh, on the football, leaving his hand a little quicker on his uh, working on his accuracy during the offseason. You could see he put a lot of time in because he is to the point you just made throwing the ball a lot better.
1: Oh, he is, and he loves throwing that tight end, Mark Andrews, who I believe started Oklahoma. Um, did the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, but. Um, he loves throwing to him. And I'll tell you, for Kyler Murray, just the second quarterback in NFL history, first two starts to throw for well over 300 yards, and he had 349 passing yards. And a game that ends up being a 23-17 uh, victory for the Baltimore Ravens. But the Arizona Cardinals, the Ravens' defense bent, 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 but didn't break ultimately. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals in this game kicked three field goals where they were inside the Baltimore five yard line. Yeah. So, a game that Arizona easily could have won, Taz, on the road in Baltimore if they were able to finish up drives. Now, you give the Ravens defense credit for stiffening at those stages, but anytime you're kicking field goals and you're kicking you know you're kicking 22 23 yard field goals that's also a failure on the offense too
2: yeah correct the thing is though too they had David Johnson the Cardinals that he got hurt early the, I think it was in the first quarter so his wrist got banged up then he came back uh before halftime but he was out a good chunk right there for the whole second quarter stuff like that and 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 he scored the only touchdown i believe for the uh for the Cardinals but yeah um listen mari he's going to be good. He's going to be good. I mean, I'm starting to believe in him a little bit. I understand, you know, um, uh, he lost here. His team lost here last week. They ended in a tie, which sucks. I hate ties. But like you said, he threw for just about 350 yards. I mean, and and, and again, no interceptions. I I bring it up because a young quarterback, a rookie like this, Trying looking at these schemes defensively and how fast these defensive are, you know, if him not throwing interception, but yet he's moving the football around, he threw the ball forty times and no interceptions. That's impressive. And and he threw for a lot of yards. And he obviously can run his ass off. He's got great feet. We didn't see much of it yesterday. Nope. Once he gets comfortable and he gets out of that out of that pocket and he's out out of the tackle box and he gets comfortable playing in the NFL, he will be deadly because that's when his size. Won't hurt him or help him. It's just his speed and athleticism will. Um, You know, I think his upside is better. I I tell you what, I believe in him more now than I did as he was coming into the NFL. I think he's going to be pretty good.
1: Yeah, Um, and he showed it the first couple weeks. And uh, yesterday he usually could have been victorious on the road down in Baltimore. And. Uh, down in Tennessee, Taz, strange scenario before the game. I know you tweeted out the video, um, and a number of people,
2: uh, you know, p- the pyrotechnics caught fire, correct? On the left sideline, down in Tennessee? I, I, listen, I didn't read the story, truth be told, but I don't think it was pyrotechnics. It might have been pyrotechnics. It looked like the heater. It looked like what was on fire was a heater. What I saw on fire. Now, I don't know if you might have read the story. I'm doing, being honest. I did not read the story. I'm just, I saw the tweet. I was in the middle of doing something. I was laughing and, and retweeted it out. This was yesterday, obviously. Um, and it looked like one of those sideline heaters. Again, I'm being honest. I did not read it, so it could have been the uh, it could have been the pyrotechnics. I don't know, but it looked like it was it was the pyrotechnics. Yeah. So, but it looked like a heater. Maybe the pyrotechnics caught fire with the heater. Maybe it was both. Maybe it, was, I, it is obviously the, the pyrotechnics as we're reading, but that looked like a side. There's another angle I saw of the. It looked like a sideline. But anyway. A craziness. I've never seen nothing like this before on the sideline.
1: Yeah, very right minutes before the game. Uh between the Titans and the Colts and then Tennessee in the game and the Colts play what you would expect in, you know, a typical, you know, divisional game. Uh, you know, hard hitting, nasty, that the Colts end up winning and finding a way uh to survive uh down in Tennessee and win the game, uh nineteen seventeen being the final Taz where uh, Tennessee has an opportunity late. I mean, they had multiple opportunities. The game could have gone either way. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett and the Colts are, are now, uh, you know, one and one on the season. They go down to Tennessee, a Tennessee team that embarrassed the Cleveland Browns. That's why you never know week to week. And the big story out of Indianapolis, even after a victory, is going to be about Adam Vinatieri, who uh, told the media after the game, the you know, legendary field goal kicker, he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day in Kent, Ohio, longtime Patriot, longtime Colt. Big kick after big kick, especially in the Super Bowl, uh, said he's going to address the media today. There seemed to be a vibe after that game where Jim Ursay said he's concerned about Vinatieri. I think it's three. You go back, he's missed extra points now (laughs) in three consecutive. There's a a feel that maybe Adam Vinatieri, maybe he decides to call it a career today.
2: Mm. Well, if that's the case, he had an amazing career. Amazing. Amazing. He was just great. I was thinking about him. Uh, yesterday, when I, was, I heard I heard about this and everything that happened that the the Colts you know, winning the game nineteen seventeen and stuff like that and stuff in Terry and I'm like wow, I said there are many kickers that you you know you hear you hear a player's name and right away so oh, I remember him yeah I know who he is you know a field goal kicker field yeah. for a Patriots I mean I mean like <clears throat> he's got that kind of. Household name value, you know, he's he's that big of a star. you right. So he really does. You know? You're right. And, and it, it wasn't it wasn't a sideline heat. I was wrong on that. It was Pyrotex. You're right. Yeah. I just thought it was on a sideline heat. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. It was 95 degrees. Ago. Yeah, it was heater. hot. It was hot yesterday. No worries. Um,
1: you know but was, yeah, sure. we'll see what Vinatieri does decide today uh, out in Indianapolis. We'll see if he does indeed call it a career. Uh, if he does, a, an absolute legend. We'll come back. we got the three for you. It's Taz the move. CBS Sports Radio.